Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world on this We shine. And uh, wherever you're listening to us in the world, hello, this is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, your favorite funny girl and neighborhood common sense specialist, joined by the illustrious. You said you said good morning. I mean, you said good afternoon, by the way. I said good morning and I said good afternoon. And then I said, no, wherever you are in the world, hello. Oh. Oh, so you on that Friday vibe now. I like it. I like it. I like it. That's just me being omnipotent. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, little, little something right there for you now. <laughs> well, we're going to have some fun this hour. Uh, we're going to get into some black news. The first topic I'm going to talk about with you, it's been 10 years since Sandy Hook, and there have been over 54 more shootings at schools since then. And they're completely avoidable. And that's the part that drives me crazy. What else we got going on? In light scam brother news, <laughs> Drake, he considered proposing to get this, 42 different women. You know, again, I have to say, what are we talking about? <laughs> I just... <laughs> and, and look, and speaking of light skin brothers, <laughs> your friends. Eric Benet, he's a singer, movie producer. He's going to be on the show. Yes, the homie Eric Benet is going to be joining us to talk about his new project. And he is a producer, all right? So he's not just putting the vocals to work. He's putting that mind to work for the creatives. So we're going to get into that. And also, a woman risked it all for a dude. <laughs> surprise. And she ended up getting arrested and probably losing her job. Surprise, surprise again. So we're going to explain that whole story for you because we know y'all love the tea. All right. So stay connected with us right here 24-7 on all socials at Seal Said It. Give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Get your day going because it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. what's going on in black Urit news i can't believe this but it's been 10 years since the tragic shooting at sandy hook and, and since then amanda there's been 54 other school shootings and 101 more people have died and hundreds of, of others injured by the way i think a lot of us uh have become so accustomed to school shootings now that we don't even realize how long this has been going on, you know, and, and that Sandy Hook was not the first school shooting at all. But by by many people's accounts, they would say that it's been the most gruesome by just nature of how many young children's lives were lost. And uh, when Sandy Hook happened, it left the nation in shock. And so that's why, you know, to hear Alex Jones continuously uh, defaming and uh, acting as if this did not happen was just incredibly just mind-boggling and I'm glad that he is actually having to uh, pay these parents but of the 54 shootings from murder sniper from murder suicides to snipers to slaughters uh, it's been over 25 states and Washington DC so it's become nationwide for real and sometimes a shooter is an angry student sometimes it's an angry adult and almost always the shooter is male like, mm-hmm. I mean, and that almost is like a slim, 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 slim number. So I just wanted to pay our respects to the children who lost their lives, the teachers who lost their lives in Sandy Hook. And uh, let's just, you know, remember that the the mantra that came out of Sandy Hook was never again. Mm-hmm. And we have seen it happen over and over again. And we have people who are sitting in political office who always continue to offer their thoughts and prayers every time mm-hmm. it happens. But don't do anything to help fix the problem after it happens. 
at some point, these politicians need to stop being allowed to send out tweets that are completely antithetical to the actual work that they're supposed to be doing. So hopefully we will see in this next decade a shift and a change into actually putting legislation behind keeping our children safe in school. Now, these school shootings have happened way too many times, but there's there's something in this next story that's also happened way too many times. Oh, yeah, damn sure did. Uh, Drake considered proposing 42 times. Mind blowing. And I saw this scrolling down my Instagram. This man got some crazy iced out necklace. And this necklace is apparently those 42 engagement rings all made into one necklace. What kind of weird? Come on, yo. <laughs> Get out of here. Like, what are we... Oh my God. I just, sometimes I'm just like, how can this man make such great music and just be so consistently corny? The chain comprises 42 engagement rings, a grand total of 351.38 carats in diamonds. And this is comprised of his dating list, the people that he wanted to propose to. And I, I guess he just, I don't know how anyone has liked 42 people enough to want right. to marry them. <laughs> <laughs> like that sounds like sociopathic. Like that's crazy. Forty. Well, do you know how much forty-two people is? I mean, he a light-skinned lover. Like uh, <laughs> it's kind of normal with light-skinned dudes, right? It's not. <laughs> no, it's not. That's not Yo. normal with anybody. Do you know what marriage is? Like, to, I guess what I'm saying is like what, that makes me ask like, what is your criteria for for marriage, Drake? Like, <laughs> like what is it that these people are doing that tips the scale for you to say like, yo? I think I'm my wife. Huh? I don't. I just. It's weird to me. But you know what? A lot of things are weird to me. That Drake says and does. But I love the music, and I just appreciate that he hasn't done anything yet to make me not have to listen to the music. I even what? had a Drake moment last night. I was just uh -oh. listening to some jams. Yeah. Oh, you was listening to some Drake. I was like, uh oh, you had a Drake moment. You was thinking about proposing. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, mm -mm. not at all. Uh, but uh, you know, I guess uh, SZA had some interesting comments. <laughs> she said, "I feel like Drake has a Regina George quality to him, where it's just kind of like, have you or anyone you know been personally victimized? He's like a cool kid, you know. When you're the popular kid in school, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. But you sometimes are taking losses." in the midst of that entertainment. The honesty, I respect that, but I definitely laughed real hard. She said she cackled. And I'm cackling too. So, there we go. This 42 perfect, rings. This is the perfect wow. promotion for his record, Rich Flex, by the way, because that is damn sure Rich Flex. Is that what we're going to call it, Nails? Because it sounds like a ring. It sounds like a chain of, of shorty wops. That's what it sounds like. Oh, look at you, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up next, we got the homie, R&B vocalist extraordinaire, and now producer Eric Benet will join the show and discuss his new project right here on the Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seals Show. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and I am here with DJ Nails, and we are here today with... Eric Benet! Yay! Eric Benet! Eric, What's so up? nice to see you and is, uh, hear you. It's uh, nice to see you too, neighbor. Neighbor. <laughs> yes, neighbor. <laughs> and you're here because you're promoting a different kind of project. You know, most folks know yeah. you as a, as a song, as a songbird. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. You have stepped into TV. I commend you, brother. I commend you. So please tell us about this project, Snap. It was not easy. Uh, but first, let me tell you about Snap. Snap is an anthology series. Uh, every episode's different. It's kind of like the Twilight Zone. It's... Um, oh, yeah. my God. Wait, 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 wait. Nail, this is exactly how Nail's described it. He was like, you know, it's like a, it's like a nigga Twilight Zone. <laughs> yes. Yes. You nailed it! You yes. nailed it! Yes. <laughs> it is it is officially the nigga Twilight Zone. Um, right. I um yeah, so you know, I what we try to do is we try to um head on deal with issues of ethical, social uh dilemma stuff. Um all the issues that 
are, are the water cooler everybody's talking about right now from Black Lives Matter to abortion rights to uh, toxicity towards trans uh, people. Um, but we do it in that um, weird little Twilight Zone lens. And every episode has one constant uh, character who's in every episode, and that character's name is A.O. A.O. is basically God. Mm. And you don't really know who A.O. is uh, in every episode, usually until the end, sometimes in the middle, but God is kind of like that, um, that, 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 that fulcrum that, um, um, I'm, God is the one taking the moral and ethical, uh, inventory of the protagonist of, uh, every episode and has to make either a judgment or intervene. And really what I wanted to, what we wanted to accomplish with this TV show is we want people to think and talk right. and challenge the way that um, you, cause you know, we're all, I mean, you know more than anybody, Amanda, we're all living in these little tribalistic little Pods. groups that we all put ourselves in. So how about we just challenge ourselves and maybe you look at that group over there a little differently than you have and uh, hopefully get entertained while it all happens. So uh, yeah, so that's basically snap. snap. Now, can you tell me about All Black? Because where can people find it? Is on people can find it on All Black, but I want you to just give some insight on yeah, what so All, All Black, Black is. All Black is uh, is as the name implies is a is a network uh, geared towards uh, us melanated folks, yep. and it is under the AMC networks. Uh, it's a channel under the AMC networks. AMC has you know BBC America has. Um, AMC, Hallmark. I, I, yeah, Hallmark, AMC yep. Plus, uh, and All Black is, you know, we holding up the, um, us. <laughs> the so, negresses. The, the, the negress, <laughs> the negresses, yes. So, and, you know, it was so challenging, right? Because hmm. no one wanted to take me seriously. I'm the, I'm the singer dude. I'm the barefoot crooner, you know? I'm you the, are that, though. You are yeah, that, though. I mean, I, and that, <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. I, li I like to do that. And that's a huge part of what I am. But, but um, I've always been this. Uh, and it, I, now that I think about it, it's been privately because nobody else knew. I had all these other things that I could do that nobody really took me seriously about, like from mm -hmm. fashion design to uh, screenwriting to being an author to, you know, uh, writing stuff. And you got a multi hyphenate over here. Yeah, I got a lot of stuff happening, <laughs> and it was always kind of like, shut up and sing. So, <laughs> Spend my life right. with you. <laughs> right, right. You ain't got no TV show going over there. My life. So, you know, so, <laughs> so that was the challenge, but I'm, I'm so grateful to the, uh, to the people at All Black for, you know, really, uh, really digging the whole concept here and uh, taking a chance on this. So I, I commend you for um for, for just taking the leap and doing something like this. Uh, I saw on your Instagram, somebody had posted up a comment where you were like, wait, man, you can't just leave us hanging like this. When <laughs> it was a, a snippet of the episode of Snap. And I think you were talking about the, uh, you just mentioned the trans um, uh, awareness. Yeah. And is it Amaya Scott, I think? It absolutely. Is playing in there? Um, she is this something that you've always wanted to put out there and like help with the fight for, for trans rights? Absolutely. I, I, I think this, um, you know, I got that thing in me where if, if there is a marginalized group, whether they are the trans community or it's, you know what I'm, you know where I'm yes. going, whether it's us, whether it's women, like whenever I see this powerful group telling some other uh, subjugated or marginalized group no, 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 you can't have equal rights. You can't do, I mean, from somewhere in, in the depths of my gut, I just get mad and I get, mm -hmm. uh, I, I wanna speak on it, I wanna say something. And I think um, this was a way uh, creatively um, to do something about it. Uh, you know, I, I came up with the original concept of SNAP, but uh, there was a friend of mine, his name is Devin Hampton, and we actually 
started to map out what the episodes would be. And Devin is actually a great, uh, you know, screenwriter. Um, and uh, along with, um, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> I'm like, because, come on, because, get it out. We on the radio. Because, because my other two writers who I'm really close with, but I never call them by their last names, Mark Ooh. and Anton. Uh, they know who they are. Shout out to Mark and Anton. They, uh, yes. All right, Mark, Mark, Mark and Anton. Oh, man, I talk to them all the time. And it's like, okay. So anyway, Mark and Anton and Devin are great writers. And um, yeah, so we just uh, started to construct these episodes. We knew we had six episodes. It's a limited series. And it's right. just kind of like, okay, we got this season. What do we want to tackle? Um, and uh, yeah, toxicity towards trans people was one of those. I love it. I yeah. love it. I, I just like that you're taking a unique look at the social commentary that's going on in the world and doing it through an artistic lens. And I love that All Black gave you the space to do that. Where can folks get the show and when can they get the show? Yeah, that's a good question because I know as soon as we got the deal, I'm like, okay, where the hell do I find All Black? So I just went on <laughs> Apple TV and yep. I could see that you can subscribe. That's what I did. I don't know if that's the only way, but I went on Apple TV and you just search all black and there's no A in black. So it's like all book. Right, right, right. <laughs> and and, um, and then there it is. And you can subscribe. It's a streaming based platform and you can subscribe. Awesome. Nice. And when does the show drop? December 22nd. And it will be the Willie Lynch episode. Ooh, mm -hmm. y'all coming out swinging. Yeah, we well. coming out swinging. I thought it was really interesting that, you know, Mr. Don't start, wait, wait, don't start talking because we have to close the break. <laughs> so, uh, okay, but, okay. Well, I want to hear more about the Willie Lynch episode and you all want to hear more about it too. So you got to go to the podcast So make sure you go to the podcast, the Amanda Seals show. Yes. Stick around with us right here. We got more show for you and we got more Eric Benet on the podcast. And I'm also going to ask him some questions about the state of R&B. So you know you want to check that out. Don't go anywhere. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Amanda Seals Show. What's up, y'all? This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, joined by DJ Nails. And we have got Eric Benet in the building, and we've been talking to him on the show, and I was like, you know what? we got to extend this conversation to the podcast. Now, we have been talking about his new show, Snap, which you can get on All Black TV. All Black is a streaming service that comes under AMC. So if you want to get the show, all you got to do is go on your Apple TV or go whatever uh, search engine you have where you get your TV and look for All Black. That's all B-L-K. Now, the show Snap is an anthology, like a black twilight zone. And they tackling topics like transgender rights. They tackling topics like uh, the Willie Lynch syndrome. And I want to hear- Abortion, abortion rights. Abortion rights. They're tackling topics, but they're doing it through a unique mm -hmm. black lens. And it's trying to get folks to talk. And you know, that's what we are about here at the Amanda Seal Show. So I wanted you to, Eric, to expound upon you. It's about to tell us about how you got into the first episode, the Willie Lynch episode. So tell us more about that. So I thought it was, uh, you know, Devin, Devin did a really great job. Um, and Devin is one of the writers. Yes, Devin, yep. uh, Mark and, and Devin actually directed this episode. Um, I thought it was specifically interesting that this diabolical evil asshole Willie Lynch wrote these Willie Lynch letters in 1712, right? Mm. And in these letters, He's telling all of his slave owning homies, he's like, I know you having problems with all your books trying to escape and they not doing what you want to do. But if you follow my rules, not only will your slaves be more obedient, but they will oppress themselves. They will oppress themselves for 300 years. Yep. And I found it quite interesting that that was 1712 and 300 years was, you know, 2012. And I'm like, damn, that Willie wow. Lynch good. <laughs> damn it, Willie. Right. So, wow. so we, it, it would be impossible to do, we would need to do like a series of movies on, on, on uh, the effects of, of 
Willie Lynch to our community and to the world. But, yeah. you know, we tried to pack it, pack some scenarios into our, our little 37 minutes or whatever we had on Snap. And I, I think we did a pretty good job. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I know people are looking forward to it. Cause so, you know, Eric, y'all know Eric be talking. Okay. Like on the Instagram, <laughs> you do not hold your tongue and I love it. I love it. Uh, it's so funny because my management, Oh, they be, <laughs> I, they be like, you don't want to isolate those fans. I'm like, if they edit that, I don't know. <laughs> right, don't come to my show. Real. Don't sing my songs. Right. Don't sing. No more spend my life. No spend my life. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, you know, I mean, I, I've heard you kind of, you know, just drop little thoughts here and there about the state of R&B and just kind of like where you feel like music is, is at right now. What are your thoughts? Do you feel like R&B is thriving? Do you feel like it's, it's growing? Is it stunted? What are your thoughts? I don't really feel like R&B is thriving, but I feel like it's definitely not dead. I think there are so many dope, young, talented artists out there who um, are really great at crafting songs and, and using actual instruments and singing, like for real singing. But unfortunately, I think um, we live in this tip topsy-turvy world where like when I was, uh, this is gonna sound like an old man statement, but it's so, <laughs> but, but in the seventies and eighties, when I was coming up, it was like, if you could sing and if the band behind you was killing, then then you can have a career. You right. can make some money. Now, eh, so what you can sing, so what you can play an instrument. Yeah. Uh, uh, how, how crazy is your life? <laughs> right. You What's got, your story? Right. We want stories. So it's like I I think it's still yeah, there there's some young people holding the torch for real great great stuff. Um it's just there's no what's the word I'm looking for? There's no reverence. Re, is Ooh. that the word? Yeah. Uh, that uh, sounds for, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 for actual, you know, for it's almost like if you can actually play um, or, or, or if you can actually sing, it's like, oh, that's cool. But the people who are filling stadiums right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not really them. No. It's no. not really them. Um, but anyway. You know. But I, I, I like to think that the pendulum swings. It know? does. It does. And so. We, on, while we're on the story of the topic of R&B, I know how, like, so I talk to my nieces and nephews about the 90s R&B that I grew up on. And then, you know, my mom, she always talks about the 70s and 80s R&B. Everybody feels like their generation of R&B is the best generation of R&B. Yeah. As an artist, as an R&B artist, yeah. what do you feel is the best generation of R&B? Is it the Luther Vandrosses? Is it the Money Longs and the Scissors today? Is it the Tevin Campbells? Is it the Eric Benets? Not being biased. <laughs> Not, without being biased, What's what generation do you feel that, of good, that is such a good question that I that I've um you know I've had this question has been posed to me at parties and in conversations with people and every time I, I try to answer this question, like you said, I am so not trying to be biased. And I'm so like trying to almost like sci musically, scientifically, like take all of the the decades and be like, hmm, which one? Come on, just say it, just say it. Come on, man. I think, I think it was, I think it was the early seventies. Really? Early seventies, and that's before you know. That's before. yeah. So I think the early seventies was the was the most profoundly influential and groundbreaking time for R&B because okay. we they took it from this cool doo-wop thing that was happening in the 50s, right. 60s. And then, ooh, we got we got all this electronic stuff and we got weed now and we're, <laughs> we're fine, we're expanding and let's try this. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like the early 70s when you had you know, Stevie Wonder doing Talking Book and the yeah. Earth Fire coming out. Yeah. And, um, Marvin Gaye. Curtis. 
Curtis Mayfield, I, I, you know, Rufus with Shaka Khan. I mean, yep. it was like that Whoa. was our, what it was to be R&B. And then I, I, I think subsequent decades after were just facsimiles thereof. Or, or, or they called, when I came out, they called us Neo Soul. I know. We were basically, and this is true. Like when I, what, uh, quick little story, how much time I got? You got time. Okay, so when I, um, uh, Warner Brothers signed me and they really liked my voice and they really liked my look and they were like, we're gonna fly you out. We're gonna fly you out to LA and we're gonna put you with these dope producers who are doing all these, getting all these placements on all these albums. And you know, this is the time of New Jack Swing and a really polished sounding R&B thing happening. And uh, I did that. I went to LA for like two months and I, I demoed with a bunch of producers. And then two months later, I'm in the office of my A&R person and we're listening to all these <laughs> songs. And we're like, you know what? You sound good, but you don't sound right on none of this, mm. right? So I said, how about I go back home and I just try to write songs that kind of are like the songs that made me fall in love with music as opposed mm. to songs uh, that feel like what's happening right now. Exactly. And that turned out to be like I, me and my cousin and um, some cats in Milwaukee, we pulled out the Rhodes keyboards. Yes, we love our Rhodes. We, we had, we knew horn players from church and we had, you know, we, we were like, nah, we're gonna record it live. So we were emulating early seventies and they called us Neo right. Soul, mm -hmm. right. I mean, I I feel like we we connected on the Instagram when I had uh, put up Georgie Porgy and had reminded people we don't talk enough about this record. We don't talk enough about this song. And you was, and people like tagged you and you was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, ah. Um, speaking of which, speaking of which. I'm about to go into the studio and I'm starting a new Erg Benet music uh, project and it's gonna be a duets album. So I'm reaching out to female artists who I love and adore, who I've worked with. And I, I ain't gonna tell you everybody I'm working with. I wanna know. But the two yeses I got, I hope they ain't gonna be mad because I ain't told <laughs> The two yeses I got is uh, Faith. Oh, well, and, come on. And Tamia. So we gonna go I'm literally wringing my hands over here. <laughs> Listen, we all know those are tried and true collabs. Those are tried and true. Yes. And th that's like that's like 15 other uh amazing artists on the list because I know everybody ain't gonna be able to say yes. Right. But I'm, I'm gonna try to get as many of, of them as I can and go in there. Ooh, 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 I can tell you one more. I can okay. tell you, and I'm so excited about this one. Not that I'm not not excited about Faith, and to me, I'm crazy excited about that. But this goes back to everybody always in interviews, they'll be like, Eric, is there some artist that you always wanted to work with? And, then, and this is the person who I say every time, and she said yes, Shaka Khan. Oh, <gasps> I can't. I ain't even wrote the song yet, but I know it's. Ooh, it's gonna be. It's oh. gonna be killing. It's gonna be killing. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, Eric, I know all of us are very excited about the music, and I hope that folks are just excited about the TV show because I really know. I know what it's like for people to try and box you in to like, oh, right. this is the thing you do, and then. You're such an extraordinary singer songwriter that they're just like, you don't get to be good at anything else. Like you're good enough at this. You made it. Like you have classic records. Why do you gotta do other shit? And you're like, because I'm an artist. You're so, so you're so dead on. I literally had to stop making music right? for a couple years so wow. I could make the TV thing happen and be like, no, I'm serious. I want to do this. So it's like, um, so now that I got my first show, I'm like, I'm finna go back in the studio and make another album. <laughs> well, I commend you. I commend you. Y'all make sure you check out Snap on All Black on December 22nd. But Nails has something he wants to add. 
Yeah, yeah I, I, I want to. I, I got one more question. Can we? Can we both? Well, actually, not even a question. This is a statement. Can we both agree that Tevin Campbell? Uh, can we talk? Is the greatest R&B song of all time? No. Ooh. Oh, shot what down. Is, what is, <laughs> Shots fired. No, we we cannot agree that Tevin Campbell's uh, "Can We Talk" is the greatest R&B. We can we can agree that okay. Tevin Campbell mm -hmm. is an incredible singer. We can right. agree that "Can We Talk" is an amazing song okay. written by Babyface and LAB Two. But the best R&B song of all time. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a 90s baby, man. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a 90s. I feel you. It's a great, it's it's a great, great ass song. You you can't take, but the greatest when you got when you got you, Donny Hathaway. You, when you, you got Donny Hathaway, you got Aretha Franklin. You got Stevie Wonder. You got man, come on. I'm a 90s baby, man. Y'all got used to stop. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I will say this, though. I will say this, that like sometimes it feels like, OK, the same way people will be like, well, that's hip hop, but this is rap. It's like I feel like there's kind of yeah. like there's soul and there's R&B. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I feel you. I feel you. OK, I will say as far as like when, when was Can We Talk? Wasn't that like 91 or 92? When was that? Around there. Early okay, 90s. So, so Maybe far, 89. So I will give you this as far as early 90s. Um, R&B is one of the best, but then you got Prince. Come on, man! You got <laughs> right, like you got Michael Jackson. You got, nice Michael, you got a whole ass Michael Jackson, and yeah, you do. Yeah, so I mean, it's <laughs> shots fired. Well, good call, Nels. I, you know, okay, I appreciate okay, it. I appreciate okay. you You're throwing that out there with the gumption. The gumption. And I got it down quick, didn't I? <laughs> 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 all good, all good. Eric said, pew, pew, pew. Get that out right. of here. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> well, Eric, we appreciate you, and I can't wait to have you back on the show to promote your duets album. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So make sure, again, I got to remind y'all, make sure to go search for All Black. It is a sub channel of AMC, so you yep. can watch the nigga Twilight Zone of Snap. <laughs> All right, coming out December twenty second. We got to we got to let the artistry and inform and and uh, inspire us to yep. think and challenge, and that's what Snap does. Thank you, Eric, for creating it. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Seal show. All right, Nails, these kids is very into these tiki talkies, but apparently uh, there are U.S. lawmakers that want to shut it down. Is that true? Well yeah, um, it's already being acted in, uh, upon in certain states across the country, but the mm -hmm. U.S. lawmakers are trying to introduce this law that's going to ban TikTok in the whole United States. And I think this will force these kids to go back over to Instagram and have to deal with the little story, the new story update that they got on there. Oh, my that God. <laughs> <laughs> it's very aim instant messenger away message. Um, so this new bill, and let me let me just specify that the U.S. lawmakers they mean are Republicans. Okay, the new bill by Senator Mark Rubio, an idiot, the top Republican on the Senate Intelligence Committee, and a bipartisan pair of congressmen in the House, reflects the latest escalation by U.S. Poly policymakers against TikTok, which is a Chinese-owned app. Okay, so I think this is also kind of like a dig at China. And basically, the proposed legislation would block and prohibit all transactions in the United States by social media companies with at least one million monthly users that are based in, watch what I said, that are based in or under the substantial influence of countries that are considered foreign adversaries. So they're trying to present it like, oh, the reason why we want these kids off of TikTok is because they're too addicted to it, because they are, you know, it's affecting their their brains it's affecting their their attention span no this is some political bs because the countries they're including here are china russia iran uh north korea cuba and venezuela and let me also say i think this is also an underhanded attempt to really try and keep these kids from 
learning because these are folks that are continuously making an effort to undermine the education system and to undermine the truth being spoken and taught in classrooms and we know the kids is learning on the tiktoks tech nails yep yep that's exactly what's happening it's also a dig at democrats because democrats promote themselves and campaign on social media as well i mean republicans don't not as good as Democrats do. Like they, they've tapped into. Think about it. Maxwell Frost, the first Gen Z mm. member in the Congress. Like they know how to promote and campaign on social media, and they meet Gen Z where they are. This is true. This is true. So we'll see. Um, I mean, uh, a spokesperson for TikTok said it's troubling that rather than encouraging the administration to conclude its national security review of TikTok, some members of Congress have decided to push for a politically motivated ban that will do nothing to advance the national security of the United States. All right, from Republicans doing too much to Megan Thee Stallion's former best friend not doing enough. Mm, what do we got going on for day three of the Megan Thee Stallion Corey Lane's trial? Well, so her best friend who was in the SUV with her and Tori the night that she allegedly got shot, she was on the stand and she might have took the fifth. She Just listen to the guy who gave a first person account. He was in the courtroom. Listen to this. Kelsey testified that everything that she had told prosecutors and investigators before suggesting that Tori had shot at Meg was a lie, that she did it. Why? To protect herself. Why was she protecting herself? She didn't want to incriminate herself. And then there was this back and forth exchange that just kept going on. They were saying the same thing to each other. I don't know why the judge allowed it. Prosecutors like, why? She's like, to protect myself. Why? To protect yourself from what? And she just kept saying, to protect myself. Finally, they moved on. Prosecutor's story basically comes down to this. They're introducing evidence that Kelsey seems to deny, but then doesn't seem to deny as far as Tory making offers to say, hey, I'll give you this money when they're in the car and the police are coming up behind them and there's a helicopter overhead. Tory's like, yeah, I'll give you a million dollars. Don't say anything. And she's like, I didn't take that. I didn't know what he was talking about. And then there's another meeting that happens later on between Tory and her. And she sort of, she says, I didn't take any money. But she, at the same time, doesn't deny that offers were made. The other part that prosecutors are using and hanging their hat on are messages after the shooting where uh, Kelsey is communicating with other people, including a key text message where Kelsey says, Tori shot Meg. That was sent to Meg's security guard. Mm, here's the thing, DJ Nails with a Z. <laughs> you can't say all of that and do all of that and everything and then just now be like, yeah, I was just saying that. Because even if it's, oh, I was just doing that to protect myself, what they can do if they want to is come back around and be like, what were you trying to protect yourself from? I, I feel like, I mean, you got this switch of energy. Something is going on behind the scenes that happened before this trial took place. Hello, you just hit it. You just hit it. Mm-hmm. They were best friends at the party. They went to college together, too. And yeah, but then they also shared. The yeah. They did far too many things that the other did. They did everything together. Did they have a threesome? Let me stop introducing things into the conversation. (laughs) But there's definitely the reality that Kelsey just had a baby. So if money was offered to her, I wouldn't be surprised if she wouldn't. Why wouldn't she take it? Even if she didn't have one. But now it's like, oh, I'm definitely going to take this to to protect my family. Well, there's another person in that car. There was four folks in that car. So... Somebody is going to tell the truth and spill the beans because I ain't never heard of four black folks all keeping the story to themselves, at least not forever. Well, we're going to continue to keep you updated on the madness and the mess, a mess, a mess, a mother effing mess of the Tory Lanez and Megan Thee Stallion trial. Stick around because we have more of a mess. And actually, this is a travesty because a black college student at an HBCU was arrested by police after a disagreement with a white teacher. Mm, 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 mm. We got to talk about it when we come back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals. And I am Nails. Good morning. So we got to talk about this. Uh, it started with just a video floating around the internet and now has become a full-fledged story. You know, once Rolling Stone is on it, it's, it's real now. Yep. Um, a white teacher at Winston-Salem University, which is an HBCU, 
Had a student arrested in class after an argument and the student's failure to apologize. So what we're going to play for you now is some audio from the actual incident taking place when she is being arrested. And then we're going to play some audio for you of the young lady telling her side of the story. Is she still standing there letting this happen? Exactly. I hate you. It already happened. I swear to God, I hate you. I swear to God, I hate you. I swear to God, I hate you, bro. You're the worst teacher ever. You get me taken out of here because I want to apologize? Because I want to apologize? You started yelling at me. You tried to embarrass me about my paper. You're a terrible teacher. Is somebody recording this? Oh, everybody is. I hope you're recording everybody. Because that's ridiculous. Yes, that really is. She sit here and say she loves black people and stuff, but you, you let this happen to her? Come on, you now. Hate you hate yelled at her first, but you don't hurt her. You yelled at her first, but you don't hurt her. You hear everybody in the All right, so now let's hear from Layla Marie and her side of the story. She starts getting loud. She starts yelling at me, telling me this is her class, so it doesn't matter what I think. I'm getting loud back. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. I got loud back. I was raising my voice too. I'm like, Dr. V, like you're yelling at me. I'm not going to redo it. I'm here to present with my group. Like I'm here to get this done and get out. And she's like, you need to get out. Like, I want you to leave. And I'm like, leave? No, like I'm here for my group project. Literally refused. I was like, I'm not going to leave. This is our final exam. And I didn't do anything wrong other than responding to what you said to me because I did not say anything to her. She's telling me to get out of the class. I'm like, no, I'm not going to. She's upset at this point. She leaves and she's talking to another teacher in the hallway. At that point, I guess, is when they decided to call the police. Now, here's the thing. She's a professor. She has a right to govern her classroom as she pleases within reason and respect to the student as well as the rules of the community. Would you agree? I do. But as a student, you pay to go to school there. Yep. You know, and, and you're also thinking this is the end of the year. This is the final project. This is yeah. the final exam. If I decide to leave this classroom like this teacher's telling me to leave, she's going to tell me, hey, you didn't participate in your Correct. final group project. You're going to get an F. You're going to fail the class. Guess what? You got to take it over. You got to pay again. Like as a student, of course, I'm not I'm not going to leave this classroom just because you're telling me to leave. No. And the reality is, is that she's trying to stay and you want her to leave. Like <laughs> the whole point of this, this institution is for students to learn. And so what I'm seeing here is the egregious egoism of this professor who felt like she had been disrespected and wanted this student to uh, address her correctly, et cetera, et cetera. And listen, I've been in classrooms where things have gotten heated between professors uh, and, and students, but I've, I feel like what would always happen was the conversation would take place and then it would be done and then they would move forward. And if there was a side conversation that needed to happen, it happens after class. After. Yep. Yep. After class. But you're also holding up all these other students who are in the class who are also there to learn. So yep. now they don't lost a whole day of class because you want to try and hold something over and hold your authoritarianism over this student. So, you know, I think it's going to be really it's not I think it is really unfortunate when you watch the video and you can check out the video on uh, Seal said it on Instagram. You can check out just how traumatized Layla is by the police arresting her. She's screaming. The students are screaming. And uh, now I hear that she's been charged with disorderly conduct and um, resisting arrest. So I'm also wondering did this professor speak to another professor who instructed her to then call the campus police? Is this practice on the campus? You, well, you heard the students say, you know, she says she loves black people, but then she over here getting them arrested. They and the know. last thing I'll say before we wrap this is that the school did release a statement. Uh, and to sum it up, the school said, you know, we are aware that there was an incident that happened this morning involving a student and a faculty member, yada, yada, yada. Regarding the incident, the university has a process we must follow, yada, yada, yada. We understand that the weaponization of police is a prevalent problem in our community, however, yada, yada, yada. Because, you know, once somebody say however or but, mm -hmm. anything they said before is irrelevant it doesn't matter, <laughs> it doesn't matter. so uh you know winston-salem state university you got some splaining to do 
because this is unacceptable. And I hope that the students really speak their minds and put their foot down about this because I think the students oftentimes forget how much power they have. And you have the power because the school don't exist without y'all. So sending love out to Layla Marie and that professor should be removed from her position immediately. What do you guys think? Give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-H. That's 1-855-262-6328. And I'm going to tell you now, if you call up on this phone and you say something like, well, she wasn't listening, so don't even waste your time because I don't want to hear it. Next up, we got Things I Learned This Week. Yeah. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome, it's time for Things I Learned This Week. You know, the segment where I tell y'all about the things that I have learned this week. And I have been scouring the internets and the world and just my existence. And that's where I get all this information from. And I'd love to share it with y'all. Now, first, I learned that South Africa's Cape Town has a college of magic. Shout out to all my Potterites. Alohomora. <laughs> Listen, it's really cool. Just check the audio. While students attend academic school during the week, they come here after school, on weekends and on holidays. Is it this card? No. It takes six years to earn a diploma. One, one, two, three. Temba Bawuti is a teacher, a graduate, and himself now a practicing magician. He shows students the tricks of the trade. What is it about magic? What appeals to you so much about this? I, I didn't think that I would be doing this as a, as a career or performing it, like doing it like to support myself. I want to put a smile on people's faces, make them happy, entertain them, break ice. That's what I wanted to do. But then it became my thing, like that I'm using to feed my family and myself. So it's one and then you transfer. And he says he and the school aim to teach the kids honesty, humility, and respect. Sounds like the, the, the tricks and the juggling is only a small part of it. Yeah, it's not a college of magic, it's a college of life. <laughs> Expecto Patronum. I love it. And I also love that the school has a, just a cross section of kids that come to the school. So you got folks from the most wealthy suburbs and people from Cape Town's most impoverished townships. And so when we see that melding, that's how we change thinking. That's how we change the wealth gap. Like that's how these things happen is when we are putting folks in rooms together and not only keeping that segregation alive. They also offer scholarships to the poor students. So shout out to Cape Town doing the thing. And you know me and my Harry Potter. Shout out to all my Ravenclaws. Okay. Eat your heart out, David Blaine. (laughs) (laughs) Now, second thing I learned this week is that an oil spill in a creek in northeastern Kansas is the largest onshore for a crude pipeline in more than nine years and by far the biggest in the history of the Keystone Pipeline, according to federal data. And so a lot of people talk about this Keystone Pipeline and they don't really know like what is the actual importance of it. But the Keystone Pipeline, it began operations in 2010 and it has absolutely been challenged by many environmentalists as a problem. And now here we are seeing the problem arise in real time. The, the estimated spill is about 14,000 barrels, and it's said to have affected the pipeline in a segment that had been isolated and the oil contained. But come on now. Do we really, really believe that? And apparently it's going to take months, maybe even years before they get a full handle on the disaster and its extent. Now, what I also learned this week was about the devil's punch bowl. And I hate to say it, but we're not talking about a new type of drink at a party. Damn. Concentration camps. People mostly associate the term with Nazi Germany, but historians say it's true. They also existed in America. During the Civil War, authorities in Natchez, Mississippi, forced tens of thousands of freed slaves into camps built in what's known as the Devil's Punch Bowl. The area known as the Devil's Punch Bowl has a pit, a mass grave from the 1860s. Historians estimate that in one year, up to 20,000 freed slaves died in contraband camps below these bluffs. When the slaves were released from the plantations during the occupation, they overran Natchez. And the population went from about 10,000 to 120,000 overnight. So they decided to build an encampment for them at Devil's Punch Bowl, which they walled off and wouldn't let them out. Union troops ordered recaptured black men to perform hard labor. Straight down, right here. While women and children were all but left to die in the three-punch bowl prison. Now, 
I am reminded on a regular basis with news stories like this, how terrible this country is. And let me just say, anytime that you putting people in a place and building a wall around them and making decisions about when they can come and go, there's a serious problem and it's an occupation. And so that I'm, I'm talking about Palestine right now. I'm talking about Palestine right now. And when I heard this story, it just, it just again, brings that, that ugly pit in your stomach, right? Of how in the world, in this country, could people be treated so terribly? And the consistency with which black people have suffered against tragic and terrorist efforts made by this nation is just something I continue to learn because they always seem to have found a new way. Anything from anything that you gleaned from my learnings of this week, Nails? I just wanted to jump on this, the last part that you said about the devil's punch bowl. It's, it's still even scarier in 2022 that there are politicians who are trying to erase that history from school right. history books and prevent yep. it from being taught to next generations. And listen, that's a story that we didn't even know like that. You feel yep. me? So they definitely trying to keep it quiet, even quieter. Well... Not here at the Amanda Seals Show, because when I learn it, y'all gonna learn it, okay? All right. Y'all, please share what you learned this week. Give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We are going to still be here when you get back, so don't go nowhere. This is the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Come on. We speak the world all this time. We shine. Amanda Seals Show. It's Friday. Yeah, it is. That's a good day. Yes, it is. That's a good one right there. But this is the last Friday before Christmas, right? So, you know, this is this is the one and this is the weekend where everybody will be at the mall at the same damn time. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I'm going to be that. I, there's another Friday. Oh, but I, I stand corrected. Next Friday is the 23rd. But we still going to be at the mall this weekend at the same time. Yes, yes, Blackers. yes. All right. So uh, since I can't tell days and times, Nails, can you please tell them what we got for Black Year News? Our first story we're going to talk about, we had a verdict in the death of Tatiana Jefferson by this Texas police officer who shot her while she was playing video games. I am waiting on bated breath to hear what that verdict is. Also, rapper Gunna, he pled guilty in his YSL Rico case and set free. Another member of the crew, too. He cut the same deal, but they said they didn't snitch. Mm. We don't believe you. You need more people. <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave it alone. And also, a woman confronts her boyfriend over buying something extra expensive for her son, even though he's paying child support and the child's mother's on FaceTime. Remember, we talked about this earlier this week. Yes. A lot of people wanted to talk about this story because they mm. hit the phone lines like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love when we inspire y'all to pick up that phone. And I want to inspire more folks to pick up the phone. So hit us up at one 855 amanda That's 1-855-262-6328. You can also follow us on social media at Seals Said It. Listen, laugh, and learn, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. We're back, back, back. We're back, back, back. Right here at the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. And I am Nails. And we black, black, black. And black, black, we're black, black. And hey. it's time for some blackurate news. Let's get Let's to the first story. Uh, we got the officer. His name's Aaron Dean. He was found guilty mm. of manslaughter in the death of Tatiana Jefferson. All right. Now, it's manslaughter, so, you know, that means he probably won't do no time. But, uh... You know, we're going to wait and see. Let me, you know what? Let me not be a pessimist, Nails. Let me not be a pessimist and say that, at the, I, listen, the fact that he was found guilty is a step in the right direction, right? Yep. I was about to say, we never, I mean, we don't really get to hear an officer found guilty in the shooting death of blah, 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 blah. We don't get to hear that often. 
And the Tarrant County prosecutor, Ashley Deaner, said Wednesday during closing arguments that Jefferson acted reasonably and within her rights, a Tatiana, the victim, and within her rights to protect herself and her nephew, Zion Carr, when she heard noises outside her home in the middle of the night and got a hold of her gun as she did not know that police officers were at her residence. And how many times have we heard the story of cops showing up and not announcing who they are, why they're there, before coming through with force. So, listen. Bob Gill, a defense attorney for Dean, said that while Jefferson's death was tragic, a tragedy doesn't always equal a crime. Shut up. Okay? Shut up. Shut the up. All right? That's how I feel about that. Anywho, Tatiana, her death was tragic and it was criminal. So rest in peace, sis. All right. Take us down to Atlanta. Let me know what's going on with this Rico case. Well, rapper Gunner, he pled guilty in his YSL Rico case and he got freed from jail. This is really weird because there's a little plea that he took that's not normal. It's something different. This has been interesting, too, because, you know, Gunner, his court date was like pushed really far out. And it seemed as though it was like he was never going to get to see the the judge, let alone get out on bail. Mm -hmm. But uh, apparently Kim K used her social media platforms to push for his release. And eight months after turning himself in, he's going to be released from jail with time served. And this Alford plea is in the mix. Now, (laughs) Gunna is like, I don't want y'all thinking I'm a snitch. And this is what he said. He said, while I have agreed to always be truthful, I want to make it perfectly clear that I have not made any statements. I have not been interviewed and I have not cooperated. I have not agreed to testify or be a witness for or against any party in the case and have absolutely no intention of being involved in the trial process in any way. So, This Alford plea is named after the U.S. Supreme Court case, North Carolina versus Alford from 1970. So apparently in this case, the defendant was indicted for first degree murder. As a capital offense, the defendant could have faced the death sentence if a jury found him guilty. There was a lot of strong evidence against the defendant, Alford, and his criminal defense lawyer recommended a guilty plea. The prosecutor agreed to a guilty plea for second degree murder which carried a penalty of two to 30 years in prison. And so Alford pleaded guilty while saying he was not guilty. Instead, he said he was admitting to guilt to avoid the death penalty. So really what this is, is I'm going to go along with the system, but I'm going to, I'm going to still maintain my own personal innocence. And that really is a doozy because what it says is that the system isn't really about innocence. Right, and, and, and he still is stamped as a felon after this. Yes, he would be considered a felon because, I mean, he's now been convicted and sentenced to five years with one served in prison and the one-year sentence was commuted to time served. So he has four years remaining on his sentence and it'll be suspended and he'll be subject to like special conditions and like 500 hours of community service, etc. So he's just saying, they let me out, they let me off and I didn't do anything in order to do that. And I know the hood's going to be like, mm. we don't believe you, you need more people. That boy walked out of the jail. He, he walked into a, a Rolls Royce that was waiting on him when he walked out of there. Oh, no, Playboy, it sound real sketchy for me though. I don't know why I started talking like Lil Wayne, you like, but you, yeah, you sound like you was from this, like you sound <laughs> like you was from Atlanta when you said that. Actually, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's how it's going down right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Don't go nowhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. Your favorite neighborhood common sense specialist and comedian, Amanda Seal, still here chilling with you and the homie DJ Nails. Yep. Yeah, let's get into this conversation again because clearly we struck a nerve about this baby mm. mama and this daddy who are getting some expensive stuff for their kid. Even though he's paying that child support and then the girlfriend, she pissed off and she's standing right next to him. We struck some nerves. 855-AMANDA-8. Mm. It's 855-262-6328. Listen to this, Amanda. Hey, what's going on? Good morning. Regardless of what, I guess, your, your producer, the DJ guy says, he said, I pay my half of the bills. Regardless of whatever he does extra with his other part of the money, that's extra. But he said, I pay my half of the bills, don't I? 
Shorty got quiet and said absolutely nothing. In regards to her working her own job and getting another job to help pay for the bills, for the bills in the house, ooh, it is what it is. But he said he pays his portion of the bill. So what else, like you said, what else does she need to do with the money? You know, you can do whatever he wants with his money. Mary got two kids that aren't being hurt my wife. But I pay child support and I still do. But I do for everybody roughly equally in the house. My children, her son, which is now my son, her and the bills. Even if two cats and the two dogs. That young lady <laughs> needs to get her head together. Um, that's his child. He's talking to his DM. It's okay. She just needs to grow up and keep it moving. Well, that first caller told you nails. Uh, I guess he told me, huh? <laughs> I guess well, he did, I agree huh? with both these calls. I agree with both these calls. I mean, listen, I think that nails, you actually nailed it when you were like, uh, it sounds like she's really more upset about the fact that he's talking to his BM than yep. the fact that he's paying for sneakers for his kid. And the other part of this is that I remember, so I remember my mom. My mom is a single parent and I remember my mom telling me how like certain people would maybe like offer to help her out or something and they'd be like, but this money is for you, not for Amanda. Um, or like they would be like, why don't you ever spend money on yourself? Why are you always, you know, looking, why are you always like spoiling Amanda, et cetera? And my mom was like, you know, you guys consider things spoiling that are really just like me enriching my child. Like, and I'm going to, I'm going to extend my money as far as I can to enrich my child before I put it to myself. Like I've already done what I need to do. And I think when we get in these relationships that are blended families, et cetera, et cetera, that's kind of the tough part that got, she has to understand. Now, if she feels neglected, and that he's not putting any money aside for her, then the real conversation becomes, do you have space for me in your life? Mm. And he might not. Having a child and a, and a lady and a BM and child support, all that, it is a lot to juggle. Do you have space for me in your life? I would never think of it that way, but that is definitely a conversation for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you listen to us uh, right here at the Amanda Seal Show. If you miss us here on the radio, you can catch us on the podcast and you can get it wherever you get your podcast. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. Thank you for joining us here at the Amanda Seals Show. My name is Amanda Seals, and right across from me is DJ Nails. And we have come to know each other while we are working on this show, but we don't really know everything about each other. And we've been doing Getting to Know Us. And I think you guys have been enjoying it. I've been really enjoying it. And today's question is, what annoys you? Do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? I definitely. Well, you know what? I'll let you go first because I know you got a whole bucket list. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Um, okay, things that annoy me. The sound of chairs moving across a floor, like restaurant chairs. Oh my gosh, it drives me absolutely crazy. Things that annoy me. People that can't do their job, but then act like they're doing their job the most. It drives me insane because honestly, I would respect you more if you were just like, oh, I don't really care about this job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or I'm just learning this job, you know? But it's when they really try to assert that they're really doing the job and they don't really know the job. Another thing that annoys me, Nails, is when people literally don't know the answer to something, but will still just give you whatever answer that they feel like they can conjure up, right? So it's like if I ask like, oh, hey, did you know da 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 And they're just like, yeah. And it's like, but you didn't know that. Or if you ask them like, hey, do you have such and such and such and such? And they're like, no. But did you check? Do you actually know? Yeah, yeah. Did you not know? <laughs> like, why are you just saying something? That drives me up the wall. You know what else annoys me? That people keep finding me on like these cash apps and asking me for money like I'm an ATM. I don't know where y'all got it twisted that I'm out here with like Nick Cannon money, but no baby. Okay. I don't, I don't got that kind of cash. All right. I, I don't got the kind of cash that we think Kelsey may have got to say what she's saying in the courtroom. We're not saying. Uh -oh. So those are some things that really, really, Oh, you know what the last thing is that annoys me when someone does you dirty, but then says to you or not even maybe does you dirty, but like they come out their face at you or whatever, or they just like, create a disruption and a, a situation for you and then they say to you like it's all right girl you know i still rock with you you mm. but you the one <laughs> you should be asking me if i still rock with you oh all right so those things those are some things that annoy me anyone who knows me knows that there's a litany people uh, think you got that nails. tiffany dubois money 
Mm, and that's <laughs> not real because she's not real, which is why it shouldn't have been a problem that she was wearing a sweater. Uh, but nonetheless, keep going. Well, my other uh, things that bother me. So this probably bothers you, too. When you're texting somebody. And mm. they text you something, and then they know. call you to tell you the exact same thing that they just texted you. Because ah. I don't like to even talk on the phone like that. Right? Oh, you're one of those. You're one of those. Okay. Okay. All right. And, and then another thing that bothers me, and I, I, I might have a, a tough time explaining this, but it's something <laughs> that somebody feels like they know, right? And they're trying to tell you about you or what you're thinking or what you're trying to do. And it's nothing like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm that guy who's like, oh, you think I'm just all right. Well, I'm going to show your ass now. Like, I know what I'm going to do. Right. Exactly. I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Anything else? Annoying. Oh, and then left blinker, right turn. <laughs> Drivers like that piss me off. <laughs> left blinker, right turn. Keep them guessing. Never let them know where you're going or how you're coming. Can't stand it. See, these are things that we got to know about each other. These are important things. Importante. Please call me up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. 1-855-AMANDA-8. What are some things that really get your goat? What are some things that get under your skin that really grind your gears? Yeah. We want to know right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We gonna get on out of here. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals, and that's it for the show today. Thank you for listening. Of course, we truly appreciate you. And make sure you tell a friend about this little show that we're doing. Actually, no, it's not Lil. It's big. It's a big show. It's big. big and if you I'm telling you, it's 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 a big show. It's big. And uh, if you would like to comment on anything we discussed, or just say hi and just, you know, tell us what's on your mind. Leave us a message. Our lines are open 24-7, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. And what I mean by that is that even after the show, if at, you know, 7 o'clock tomorrow, 7 p.m., you're like, oh, now I know what I want to say. You can call. You don't got to wait till the show is on. You can call 1-855-262-6328. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.